When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome everybody. Hope everyone is having a great week. Here we are headed into spring. Well, at least where we I am in the uh, Northeast. We actually had a taste of it yesterday in the mid-60s, so we hope the weather is faring well for you wherever you are, again, anywhere in the world. And again, we uh, cherish all the listeners here at Sustainable Success, those that have been loyal to us here uh, over the last six years, and those that are new to us. So again, if you are new to Sustainable Success, you found us here at the Voice America Influencers Channel, and you could also listen to us on uh, Apple, as well as our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There we've had many of our great guests sharing their words of wisdom and insights to take your business and level of success to the next level. Feel free to check us out and follow us there as well. And feel free to you know have any input or any feedback that you may have. Let us know. We'd be more than happy to address it anything for you and, and address any future content that can help move your business and personal success to the next level. Today's show is being brought to you today by Biz Explosion Conferences. Uh, these are uh, uh, conferences that they put on for entrepreneurs nationwide. I've actually had the privilege to be a, a couple myself, and they are the real deal. They bring in not only great people, but Great business owners that share their words of wisdom and insights to help move your business to the next level. And I've seen a lot of people generate business from it. They have their next conference coming up on June 9th and the 10th in Denver, Colorado. If you'd like more information, you can check them out at AchieveBizConferences.com. And I uh, also look forward to being there. I'm doing the keynote and I look forward to another opportunity uh, to be around great people. So check them out at AchieveBizConferences.com. Dot com. Well, we got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about Airway is Life, saving lives one snore at a time. Yes, you heard me correctly, one snore at a time. And I, as people know, I, I, I do have a, a, a great interest in the area of dentistry. So we're going to get a lot of great insight for uh, not only into dentistry, but also around sleep apnea and how we can overcome this particular uh, issue that has been uh, a, an issue for many people uh, worldwide. And you're going to be hearing from an expert that specializes in this particular area. And we're going to be talking with Dr. Meghna Dasani. She is an internationally educated dentist practicing in Houston, Texas. She received her initial dental training from the University of Mumbai, India, where she graduated in 1996. And she operated a successful practice there for six years prior to moving to the U.S., she is a 2005 graduate of Boston University, where she was actively involved in research projects, and she enjoyed working in, in communities surrounding the dental school. She has been practicing in Houston, Texas for the last 13 years, and she has a passion for providing patients with the highest quality of care that will benefit their overall health. Screening and treatment of obstructive sleep apnea in adults and children is an integral part of her practice. Her vision and goal for herself and her team is to help patients with sleep-disordered breathing, get the treatment they require to live healthier and happier lives. And without further ado, we welcome Dr. Meghna Dasani to the show. Dr. Dasani, how are you doing today? I am good, Chris. How are you? Thank you for having me. Great to have you here. I mean, this is such a, you know, an important topic. You know, when people hear about sleep apnea, but oftentimes, like, while they they may know about it, they don't realize that this is a, a more of a serious disorder than people think it is. It's not something like, hey, you know, I got a bad case of snoring and I keep my wife up at night, you know, type of thing. This is this is something that can actually have prolonged effects, you know, cardi on the cardiovascular system and other areas of, when it comes to health. Can you talk a little bit about this particular challenge, this problem that we're facing and then, obviously, I like to we'd like to dive in deeper in some of the things that you're doing to help people in this particular area. For sure, you know, I like to joke with my patients that keeping your spouse happy is probably top on the list, <laughs> yes. even more than your cardiovascular health, because we hear too many stories of spouses on the couch. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, 
like you mentioned, it's not just about the snoring that's annoying. And I grew up with that. My dad snored growing up and we thought it was funny because the noises and the sounds that he made when he was snoring. And now that I look back upon it, I realize, oh my gosh, he was actually stopping breathing. Yes. He was, you know, the gasping that we hear, the choking noises is people coming up for air. And we don't understand that the damage that causes, like you mentioned, on the heart, um, even the amount of oxygen that your brain is receiving impacts your health, day-to-day life, your productivity. Do I really want to be on the road with a driver or in an airplane with a pilot or somebody that is sleep-deprived? Um, what is our quality of life looking like with our children, with our spouses, with you know just all around? And like you mentioned, people think it's just snoring, but really sleep apnea is when we are stopping breathing for 10 seconds or longer. And this happens multiple times throughout the night. Well, so what's the big deal, Magna, is what you're going to say. Well, the big deal is let's step back and think about what is it that we want our bodies to do when we sleep? What is the purpose of sleep? Is to rest, to heal, to repair and rejuvenate our bodies. But when I am stopping breathing at night, this is how it goes down. Literally, I say I'm the person that's stopping breathing at night. Now, I stop breathing for 10 seconds or longer. My heart slows down because there's no oxygenated blood that needs to travel any place, right? There's nothing coming through, basically. Um, so the heart slows down and the flow of blood to the brain decreases. At some point, your brain goes, uh, wake up. I need oxygen. That message goes to the heart and the heart has to get back on track and start to beat harder, faster to make sure the brain makes up that deficit of oxygen that it is so unhappy about. And this happens over and over and over multiple times throughout the night. But what should my heart be doing when I'm sleeping? Resting from the CrossFit or the running or the stress at work or whatever it is that may, it may have gone through. Well, instead, we now have these repeated insults. And I say this in air quotes on the heart, because instead of healing and repairing, it's working harder than it does during the day. No wonder these are patients that now have cardiac issues that have high blood pressure. Um, Alzheimer's is uh, related to folks that have sleep apnea that is unresolved, people that die in their sleep, did their heart stop breath, uh, beating? Did they stop breathing enough? And did their brain didn't wake them up on time? There's so much that's implicated to, um, with this. So it's mind boggling that we aren't talking more about this. Yeah. Like you said, like, you know, like when you were young and you were a kid, like you thought it was funny, right? And we think, oh, you know, dad's snoring and keeping everybody up and, you know, and, but it's it's really more serious, like you said, because we don't realize we stop breathing, and that can constrict the you know the, the 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 veins and like where blood flows, and and we don't realize like the damage that it can be doing to our to our bodies over time if left unchecked. And so, what would you say, like like you know that we you know with people might say, well, you know, my wife says I snore at night, or or my, my husband says I snore at night. It could be women, obviously, too, both. What would you recommend? Like, hey, it's something that, you, you know, you should maybe look at. It may not just be just your average snoring. It could be, you know, it could be more than what you think it is. Yeah, so snoring is just one of the signs of what I call sleep disordered breathing. You know, sleep apnea falls into that realm. And uh, it's a very important sign. You should like anytime I hear of somebody that snores, that has what I call chronic snoring, it's not, a, oh, I have a stuffy allergies. And, you know, we snored for that one night, but I don't usually snore. Okay, let's keep an eye on that. But if somebody says, oh, my wife complains, or my husband complains, or my children complain that I snore, let's get this evaluated. Let's get this assessed, get a sleep study. Let's make sure that this is just benign snoring and it's not actual where you're stopping breathing that there's no apneas but you could have sleep apnea and not snore mm. so what about those patients this is where making sure you know as a dental professional as a healthcare provider uh, even your mds we have these conversations 
not just us, not just us as doctors, but you as a patient, making sure you're bringing it up to your doctor. Are you tired all the time? Are you draggy? Like, do you need a gallon of coffee to wake up in the morning? Um, do you just not have energy throughout the day? Has anybody witnessed you choking or gasping for breath? Do you wake up multiple times throughout the night to use the bathroom? And, you know, there's a certain demographic of men at a certain age that will go and say, well, doc, it's my prostate. It very well could be. Yeah. Let's rule it out. Let's rule it out. Um, people that clench and grind their teeth, clenching and grinding can actually be your body's reflex to open up the airway. What do a lot of people do? Well, I'm going to go to Walgreens or the drugstore and buy me an over-the-counter mouth guard. Are we truly doing fixing something or are we just putting band-aids on stuff? That's what, like I said, it, yeah, it seems like, you know, people are taking the shortcuts and managing the problem rather than getting to the root cause of it. And like, and I love the fact that you, when you stated that, you know, there are other symptoms, it's not just snoring and some people may not be snoring. It might be some, the other signs that they have sleep apnea and they're not snoring, but, you know, not to kind of just assume, <laughs> excuse me, that it's, something else like it's better to kind of check it get it checked by an md to maybe rule out some of these other things what are some of the things like you that you see now from you know from a from a place of dentistry and how this is playing an important role because obviously a dentist spends most of their their day inside people's mouths and we're seeing what's going on in there and how everything is what where do you see that right now being really playing an, an integral role in diagnosing th these disorders and these problems and what can be done to be help them, you know, find a solution. Yeah, so dentists play a key role in actually screening um, patients for this. Now, a lot of people see their dentist more often than they see their MD. Because if you're somebody, which I hope everybody is, you know, a healthy person, all we're really seeing our docs is once a year for our annual physical checkup. But you get your teeth cleaned at least twice a year, if not more, you know, if you have a perfectly healthy mouth, you probably don't need to see us more than that, but at least twice a year. So you see us more than you see your MD. As dentists, when we are looking inside your mouth, there's so many clues that we can pick up that tell us this might be a problem. It's not diagnostic, but if I see too many arrows pointing towards a certain direction, I know there's some. we need to go down that path to explore it. So like I mentioned, I always ask my patients, do you snore? That's a very easy question. Do you snore? How are you sleeping? You may not be snoring, but you may be one that tells me, gosh, you know what, doc? I wake up and I'm never rested. I can't remember the last time I had a good night's sleep. Well, Chris, tell me more. What's going on? And that leads us down the pathway of discovery to what's going on with you. We look at your medical history. What medications are you taking? If I have a patient that needs more than one drug to control their hypertension, sleep apnea could be a problem. Yeah. These are conversations that need to happen. Patients that are on antidepressants or anxiety medications, those medications are known to decrease the amount of REM sleep that we can get. REM sleep is what allows our brain to heal. So I now know to ask these questions of patients. Look, I haven't even looked in your mouth yet. We're just sitting having conversations. So the discovery process, you know, as a newbie, and I say this as, you know, in air quotes, when I was getting into the world of sleep dentistry, um, I would ask my patients, do you have a CPAP? The CPAP is the gold standard for treating sleep apnea. Yeah. And I thought, well, if you took the effort to get tested for sleep apnea, to actually have these conversations with your doctor, to go through a sleep study, get tested for it, get fitted for a CPAP, spend the money on it, surely you're using it, right? 75% of folks that have a CPAP are unable to use it or choose not to use it. Yeah. So for me to ask a question like, do you, do you have a CPAP? You'd go, yes, doc, I have a CPAP. It's in my garage, in the closet. Exactly. The yeah, I have it, but I, <laughs> I don't use it. <laughs> right. So having these conversations, also looking inside the mouth, you know, it's like, are you clenching and grinding? Am I seeing wear on your teeth? Are you breaking teeth all the time? Are you, do you have a crown that keeps 
chipping off, um, are you damaging the dentistry that's being done in your mouth? Well, you got to ask why. What's going on with this? Um, we look at the tongue as well. If you have a large tongue with scalloping, you know, where I can see the outlines, the indentations of the teeth on your tongue, that is now considered a marker for sleep apnea. I know yeah. to have this conversation. Have you had a sleep study? What does the back of your throat look like? When I have you open your mouth wide, can I see the back of your throat? If not, there might be an obstruction. What do your tonsils look like? All this guides me down the path of what could we possibly evaluate to make sure you're not stopping breathing. So there's so many clues that we see that then help us guide you down that path. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Like, like you said, like, it, it, you know, it, it just it, starting out with a few questions and, and, and a lot of times like people, it'll trigger something. Cause like, Hey, I never thought about that. I didn't think it was that bad. You know, that's why I use it here and there, but I don't use it every day. Well, that's the reason why you got it, you know, <laughs> type of thing. Exactly. Making sure you're following up. And a lot of folks are surprised. Wait, you're a dentist. What does my mouth have to do with my sleep apnea? Yeah. And a doctor is a doctor is a doctor. We care about your health. Who knows who's going to be able to connect with you to actually drive home the point. Yeah, we might need you to breathe. We might need you to stay alive. Let's get some help. Exactly. And like I said, I mean, you're in the front lines as an MD to really detect certain things like sleep apnea, because a lot of things, you know, can start in, in the mouth. And and if something looks off, something, you know, that could be a, a sign or a signal for other issues that could be happening elsewhere that obviously, you know, maybe, you know, that another specialist might get involved in. But nonetheless, that the dentist is that is the one that can, you know, spot it and diagnose it in this case with you being a specialist in this particular area. With a couple of minutes left in the, before our first break, Dr. Desani, what are some other things like, wait, you know, because I want to do a deeper dive into kind of some other things about this when, when we come after break. But what would be some of the things that you would say would be other than, you know, I know you shared some of the, war, you know, some of the symptoms and stuff like that, but like on a scale of one to 10, like how serious is sleep apnea? Like 10, 10 being the highest, one being the lowest, like when it when it when it is not dealt with, that it can impact somebody's overall well being. Is a hundred eleven million a word? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's the I, I, reason why I said one thing is I knew you. I had a hunch you were going to tell me that, and I, and, I, and I knew it would emphasize that point because I wanted to end the first segment on that note. But go ahead if you like to expand it. You know, for the next thirty seconds before we go to break. My reason for getting into treating sleep apnea is because we lost a family member. Mm. And at that day, I determined if I could prevent this from ever happening to somebody else, to my own family, it was worth it. So we never take this lightly. I am known to harass my patients about getting the help they need. Wow. I'm so, I'm, well, I'm, we're, we're so thankful that we have doctors like yourself that, you know, really care about their patients and really see this as, you know, this is an issue and not that you're telling them what to do or you're forcing them to do something, but, you know, sharing with them that this is, you know, this is a serious matter that if, you know, if you wait too long, you could put your, your overall health at risk. So we're so thankful that I know you got more to share in this particular area. So when we come back, everybody, we're again, we're talking about airway is life, saving lives one snore at a time. We're here with Dr. Magna Dasani. We have to go to break, but when we come right back, we got more to come and helping you in this area of sleep apnea. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses 
manage the problem, but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're talking about airway is life, saving lives one snore at a time. We highly encourage those that are just joining us to listen to this show in its entirety here later today at the Voice America Influencers Channel, also on Apple Podcast and our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There has been some great wisdom shared into this really important matter about sleep apnea that a lot of times as people, we take this for granted and kind of oversee what, you know, the impact that could be happening, happening on our overall health. So we highly encourage you to listen to this show in its entirety as Dr. Magna Dasani is sharing so many great things and the things that can help you to be better informed and in getting the treatment necessary to correct the problem. So, Dr. Dasani, I know you shared a lot of great insight about the symptoms and some of the issues around sleep apnea and pointed out some things that can be done. This doesn't only affect adults. This also can impact children. So can you talk about it from a pediatric standpoint with dentistry? Yeah, for sure. You know, so many folks are unaware that kids can also have sleep apnea, sleep disordered breathing. Um and where it gets tricky is we tend to think that kids are just little adults and they're not. Their bodies are still growing. They go through so much. Um, and also a lot of things, unfortunately, get attributed to them just being kids. And I say this in air quotes because, oh, she's just being a typical seven-year-old or he's going to grow out of it. And that's not true. Kids present with sleep disorders and sleep disordered breathing and sleep apnea differently from adults. So you and I, if we, we aren't getting enough good quality sleep, you know, our sleep is impacted. We're going to drag the next day, right? It's like, I'm draggy, achy. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. What do our kids do? They bounce in the opposite direction. Ever noticed a kid that's exhausted? It's almost like they are bouncing all over the place. Yeah. They react and respond to this in a completely different fashion. Also, the signs and symptoms that we see in children can be different. Not all kids are going to snore. Not all kids are going to present the way adults do. I am fond of saying I can fit my adult patients with sleep apnea into a box and they will all their symptoms will fit in there beautifully. With children, I could have five kids with eight different symptoms, and they could all be positive for sleep apnea. A child may not snore the way you and I do, but loud, audible breathing when the child is asleep is considered a symptom for a child with sleep Mm. disordered breathing. ADHD is another big one. Yeah, I would love to hear that with ADHD, because that is actually, I mean, it was very widespread among children, you know, even more so these days. It is, it is. And I'll get into that in just a second. Uh, Mouth breathing is another big concern for kids as is bedwetting. So, and I'm not talking of your two-year-old that is regressing potty training. I'm talking of your seven, eight, 10. I am currently treating a 16-year-old boy in the practice that wets his bed. Let's step back and remember, I am a dentist. A mom is not going to bring me her 16-year-old boy that wets the bed to the dentist. I am obviously their last resort because they've probably exhausted every option there is out there. 
They've seen every specialist, cleaned up the diet, doesn't get water before bedtime, does everything they need to do. And when the airway is impacted, when the brain isn't getting the oxygen it needs, it isn't able to top up the neurotransmitters in the brain. The hormones that need to impact how much urine is produced, do the, does the bladder empty, all of that is out of whack. And if we can address the airway, we can impact all of this. And it's the exact same coming back to ADHD. The signs and symptoms of a child that is sleep deprived, that has sleep issues, are the exact same as a child that has ADHD. How do I know? How There's no blood work or x-rays or scans that we do for ADHD, do we? So I always tell parents this, if your child is facing a diagnosis or if they're getting ready to go on medication, maybe they need the medication. That's outside my wheelhouse. I'm not going to say give it to them or don't give it to them. But let's get their sleep assessed. Let's get their sleep evaluated. Let's make sure we take that piece of information out of the picture before we address everything else. There are studies out there that show 50% of kids can be taken off of their ADHD drugs if their sleep is addressed. That's wow. a huge That's amazing. Number. That is amazing. And sometimes, you know, I don't know if Big Pharma wants to hear that, but but nonetheless, it, it's... I, I I support that 100%. So if you could keep going, I love that. Yeah, because when I can give this child the option and the opportunity to sleep. Now, let's remember sleep has to be, there's two components to sleep. We need enough hours of sleep and we need good quality sleep. So I'll have parents that go, but my child sleeps for 12 hours. What does that sleep look like? Are they tossing and turning? Are they a messy sleeper? Are they actually going into deep sleep and staying in deep sleep? Or are they waking up? Are they wetting the bed? Are they moving around? All of this is what we call micro arousals. Their brain waking up just a little bit to allow them to move so that it, they're not stopping breathing long enough. But that's preventing them from getting into the deep sleep. Deep sleep is when all of the hormones are topped off, neurotransmitters. Your brain clears what I call brain poop, the beta amyloid that collects in the brain, which has been implicated in Alzheimer's. It can start in childhood. Are we now seeing early onset Alzheimer's? Yes, we are. Are we seeing more kids with diabetes? Type two, I'm not talking type one, type two. Are we seeing more kids on hypertension medications? Yes, I see that every day. Are we seeing more kids with behavior issues? Are we seeing moms that are frustrated because they don't know how to help their children? Yes. So if we can address sleep as not just for you and I as entrepreneurs, you know, yes, it impacts how we show up in day-to-day life, but our children too. Do Those kids are going to be our doctors. There are engineers, there are teachers, our educators, our law enforcement professionals, providers, everybody. I want them to be able to get the best sleep they can get. And with adults, there's only so many aspects of treatment and management of sleep that you and I can do. But with these kids, I can tap into their growth spurts. They're still growing. I can impact the shape, the size, the direction of growth and help their airway get to where it needs to get. Why are we not addressing this sooner rather than later? Yeah. That is great. And so what do you feel like, you know, you know, looking at this, this particular problem now with even children, is this like where that, that we, that, that we have to step up the awareness sooner than later? Like in this case, not just to adults, but like you said, to children too, like, you know, that, you know, this should be maybe talked about maybe at the school level, you know, and maybe if, if the child seems kind of not able to absorb things, it might be not just dyslexia or a learning disorder it could be something it could be this you know so creating that awareness do you feel like that that is an important part at least to start moving things along yeah for sure you know starting right our educators play a big role in this because they're the ones that spend more time with our kids than we do are they not Uh, so i'm always talking to teachers do you have a child that is struggling with learning that can't sit still in the classroom. Huge source of frustration for everybody, but what is going on with this child? Is it a child that falls asleep? 
I can't tell you how many kids come into the office like, Doc, I fell asleep in math yesterday. It's like, that's nothing to be proud of. Let's figure out why. You know, are they having trouble getting along with their peers? Yes, I fight with my sister at home all day long, but do I have trouble with my friend group? Do I have trouble getting along, making friends? Um, all of those things is what our educators are noticing. Speech issues are a big one, believe it or not. So for children that have trouble with you know, speech or seeing the speech therapist, and thankfully they get a lot of this help at school as well, um, it's not just about forming the words. Sometimes it's because their tongue is tied. They have a tongue tie. The tongue does not belong in the floor of the mouth. The tongue should be resting passively in the roof of the mouth. But when they have that little tissue below the tongue, which we all have, the frenum, the little string, when it's too tight in some children, it prevents them from forming the words that they should be forming. Yeah. That has other implications with feeding, with airway, with growth and development of their jaws. All of this, our educators are able to go, oh, you have a child in speech? Make sure the dentist is evaluating for this. So yes, we need to absolutely start there. Yeah. Like you said, it, it's a team effort. It, it, it's, you know, teachers, administ you know, the, the administrators, speech, you know, pathology and all everybody. Like if everybody can, and, and I guess it's the communication. I guess that's what, you know, where it comes down to the communication. Like, hey, it's like it takes a village to raise a child. They sit like they say, well, hey, well, we're, we're doing everything we can to do that to recognize where there could be potential problems. And if we can narrow it down that this could be narrowed down to sleep apnea, well, now we got to do something to address it. And if we can do it now, that's going to be, you know, allow that child, that child to grow up into an adult now, you know, with a solution, not, not continuing the problem and only to get worse over time. It truly does take a village. And unfortunately we don't always have, um, the support that we need, even within the village. So I tell moms, you know, you, nobody knows your child better than you do. Mm -hmm. If you think there is an issue, ask for help. And if you're not happy with the answer, get a second opinion. Ask yeah. for more help because there's always an answer. You'll always be able to find somebody that should be able to help you. So don't hesitate to ask for help. No, absolutely. So what would you say, like, again, like, you know, in with children, when you do a, when you do a, a check, I mean, you're this is part of the routine, you know, the the check that they have when you you know obviously do the X rays, you look in their mouth, you're able to kind of you could kind of spot these signs, um, and then bring that up with the uh, parent or the parents, depending upon who's there. So for children, basically, there's a lot of clues that when we're looking in the mouth, we can actually tell. Um, is there enough room for the teeth? So when we have kids that have crowded teeth or, you know, when their baby teeth are trying to fall out, but the permanent teeth come up behind those teeth, what I think some parents call shark teeth, um, that tells me there is a problem. There isn't enough room in the jaw. The jaw is too narrow. There isn't space for the teeth to come in. What does the roof of the mouth look like? We need that roof of the mouth to be a wide, as wide as we can, because remember the tongue has to sit up there. Yes. When the tongue isn't able, the tongue acts as a natural expander and a natural retainer. When the tongue isn't able to sit up there, well, the jaw looks super narrow and that impacts your upper airway. That's where your airway starts. The yes. roof of the mouth is also the floor of the nose. So if one is narrow, we know the other is narrow as well. What do the tonsils look like? In kids, tonsils play a huge role in what their airway looks like. If children have large tonsils, that's an obstruction. I don't care what you say or what it looks like. That is a physical, physical boulder, obstruction. a better yeah. word, that's sitting in the back of their throat, right? So we need to make sure we're evaluating that. And then I know I mentioned earlier their tongue. Do they have a tongue tie? A tongue tie creates a lot of problems for these kids besides just um, their speech. Speech is super important. But these are kids that also could be picky eaters. Yeah. And, and, so and, and typically sometimes like, you know, people say, well, kids are all kids are picky eaters at a certain age. Not till they get not, but not always the case. 
Correct. Correct. That's not always the case. I ask parents this, you know, when you say your kid is a picky eater, is there certain foods they don't want to eat? Because these are kids that don't want to eat um, foods that actually have texture to it. They have textural issues with it. So if I give them a piece of steak, are they going to want to eat it? Yes, it's cut up into smaller pieces. Will they eat broccoli? Believe it or not, mashed potatoes is a huge one for these kids. Why does it happen? Because if that food, think about it, if you're eating a piece of apple and you have a little piece that kind of go all the way by your back tooth, you're able to get your tongue there and clear it out, aren't you? But for this child that may have a high, narrow palate, if the food kind of gets stuck up there or goes all the way to the back behind their back teeth and they can't move their tongue to clear it out, their brain goes into alert, you're going to choke, danger, and the child has no way to communicate that to you and I. And they say, I don't like it. And as a parent, I go, gosh, my child is a picky eater. She only wants chicken nuggets, which is not real food, by the way, um, or the food in the pouches. <laughs> um, you know, that kind of stuff that really doesn't take any chewing or um, using your mouth to actually masticate and swallow. These are signs that we want to look at, that we want to pick up that tell us because one thing leads to another. If that tongue is tied, doesn't rest up, doesn't grow their jaw, where is it going to go when this child sleeps? It falls back. It creates the obstruction in their throat. So these are all things that tie in. And guess what? We're able to impact it because this child is still growing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. I know we got about a minute left into the break. Dr. Sunny, how, if you could summarize some of the key points that you shared here about, you know, pediatric dentistry when it applies to sleep apnea. Um, for parents, I always want to say, if you think your child is not getting the sleep, if they're waking up tired, if they're waking up on the wrong side of the bed, get them evaluated. If they have a hard time learning, if they have a hard time retaining behavioral issues, get their sleep evaluated. When you're looking in their mouth, if it seems like there isn't enough room for their teeth to come in, get it evaluated. Ask questions. Make sure that this child is keeping track with what they should be for their age dentally. Mm. Is speech where it needs to be? Talk to, the, to their teachers, to their educators. Yeah. Where are they, are they lagging? Is focus yep. a problem? If your child is wetting the bed, what is happening? What can we do to be able to connect, connect. the dots so that this child is able to sleep? Wow. Well, this is great information. Again, we hope everybody listening is taking notes. Again, listen to this show in its entirety. If you had joined us late into the second segment, again, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today at the Voice American Influencer Channel. We got to go to break, everybody. When we come right back, we got more to come. We're talking about airway is life saving lives, one snore at a time. And again, you're going to learn in the last segment and, and some getting some more information how to get in touch with Dr. Dasani. If, if for any reason this is something that's happening to you personally, a loved one, or your child, this will be an opportunity where you'll be able to reach out and get more information that could help you in your particular situation. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, -on -one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. 
Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Airway is Life, Saving Lives One Snore at a Time with Dr. Magna Dasani. Again, we encourage you to listen to this show in its entirety here uh, later today on Voice America, Influencer Channel, or on Apple Podcast and our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Our sponsor for this show is a Biz Explosion Conferences. Again, they have an event coming up on June 9th and the 10th that is going to be called the Achieve Biz Explosion Conference. Again, if you like more information, this is a great way to meet new people and generate some new leads in your business. I can tell you I've been there before and they do a wonderful job. Check them out at AchieveBizConferences, B-I-Z Conferences.com. So Dr. Dasani, I you have shared so much critical information, you know, in this particular area, not only applies to adults, but also children. Can we talk a little bit about the flow of the process about, you know, what, where we left off and how to get the right treatment to do that? And I'd love to then from there, talk a little bit more about your book that you have out and we can uh, go from there. Sounds good. Yeah. So the flow as, you know, when we see patients within the practice, uh, a lot of the screening happens within the dental practices. For a true diagnosis, a sleep study is needed. For children, that looks like going to the hospital and spending the night there. Um, parents are always allowed to go in and you either work with an ENT or a sleep MD to get that diagnosis. Um, I always encourage for children uh, that they get their tonsils and adenoids looked at as well. That then sets us on the path to what do we need to do to be able to get these children to being able to breathe again. For adults though, the flow is a little bit different. Based on the state where you're in, sometimes your dentist can send you home with a home sleep test that is going to allow for a diagnosis uh, for sleep apnea, whether you have it or not. The alternative is going to a sleep lab and getting that sleep study done. The gold standard, like I mentioned, for sleep apnea treatment is a CPAP. So I always encourage patients, hey, try a CPAP. If you're able to use it, tolerate it, that's great. However, the reality is a lot of these patients are unable to use it. Or people that travel a lot sometimes need a more portable option to be able to take with them, especially now with summer coming up. You know, people are like, I'm going to Europe for two weeks. I don't want to lug the machine around. Okay, then you have other options. So for folks that cannot use the CPAP or have, you know, need other options, your dentist can make you an oral appliance that's going to um, help keep your airway open. Either way, the goal is to make sure you are seeing the right providers. And it doesn't matter where you start. Do you start with your medical provider and end up with the dentist? Or you start with your dentist who screened you and, you know, we form, it's always teamwork. We care about the patients being able to breathe. So sending you off to who needs to see you to be able to get you to the treatment protocol that you need. That being said, no matter what treatment looks like, Follow-up is super important. Our patients sometimes get so used to feeling so much better and getting actually getting that good night's rest. They're like, oh, this is perfect. No, we need to have an evaluation annually, just like when you're taking medication for, I don't know, diabetes. You want regular blood work, exact same thing. So consistent care helps us stay on top of things. We can address things before they become broken. It allows you to be in the best health that you possibly can. So much easier to stay healthy and feel better than waiting for something to break and then we have to go fix it. Um, for children, treatment can, basically what we're able to do is like I mentioned earlier, we're able to impact their airway. We're able to grow their airway. We tap into those growth spurts that they're still going through 
and lets me as a dentist determine, do I need, what, what dimension, what direction does that airway need to grow so that child is able to breathe better? A lot of it comes down to, do they need expanders to be able to grow them? Does that, if they have a tongue tie, does that need to be released? Do they need supportive therapy like myofunctional therapy? Do they need to see a speech and language pathologist? What is going on? So I tell parents this, there is no one size that fits all. I don't have a sheet of paper that I look at and say, you need this, this, this. It has to be customized for what does this child need? There are some kids that need everything that we can give them. And there are some that just need a certain portion of it. As always, diet, feeding your body the right things. Like I can't help you be healthy if you survive on cupcakes and Coke, right? Getting real food in is super important. Exercise is super important. So which is where it takes a village, it takes a tribe to treat everybody, be it our kids, be it our adults. But all of this plays such a huge role. Wow, that's wonderful. I'm glad that you shared that. We hope that everybody listening Again, it's taking notes and listen to this show in its entirety. There's so much great information. Dr. Sonny, I know you have a book out and I would, we'd love to hear about that because there are so many listeners that are listening or that will be listening later that when they hear this episode, they're going to want to get some more information, whether they're going to reach out to you or read your book, share some, if you could share some insights about your book that is out, we'd love to hear about that. Absolutely. So this new book is called The Tired Child. Can you guess who it's focusing on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's for our moms, our educators, people that have a child in their life that are seeking answers. You know, we've gone through this with our family. I have two girls, they're teenagers, and both of them had some form of sleep issues growing up. And I didn't know what I didn't know, and I didn't have the support then. And I always found myself wondering, What if I'd known what to ask and who to ask it of? And that was my goal with the book. Um, I do have a free chapter giveaway on the website. So, you know, for folks that are on the fence about, do I really need this in my life, this information? Go read that first chapter. See if it calls to you. If you have somebody in your life that can benefit, Um, it's on the website. It's called thetiredchild.com. And um, it it gives you an insight into what you should be looking at or how things can look like. Um, so that's that's mainly the book. It's for everybody. It's not for doctors. It's it's not for a certain demographic. It's for whoever that has a child in their life, which I would say is almost everybody, right? Almost everybody. Whether even if you like I said, even if you don't have a child and you're maybe you're in education, you you know, or you're working with children in some capacity, it's, it's definitely something to do. What would be some, if you could share some other highlights of the book, like some certain things, I know you have that chapter, which we're going to encourage people to go and download. So this way it gives them a good taste of what this book, you know, could really, you know, speak to them and say, Hey, I got to have it, you know, whether if they're going to, you know, have a, a, a they're going to download the book, like if it's in a PDF or, or a Kindle format, or buy the book outright in a physical book and have it shipped to them. Is there an audible version, by the way, of the book, or just the, just the written format? For now, it's just on Kindle, and uh, they could buy the book. Audible is coming soon. Oh, great. Um, but yeah, yes. Um, some of the highlights of the book, like I mentioned, is it's a very easy read as to what you should be looking for. What can this look like? And different kids can present with this differently. Um, I have stories in there where I want people to go, this is not exactly my child, but some parts of this is exactly what I'm seeking answers about. I talk about what to look for, signs, symptoms, why it can happen. I'm huge on the why. Why can this happen? Who should be on your team? Who should you be asking the questions of? Is it your ENT? Is it your pediatrician? Is it your dentist? Is it their speech therapist? Is it their holistic nutritional practitioner? Whoever it is that's in your life. What questions should you be asking? And more importantly, what treatment modalities are available to be able to help these kids? The worst thing for me as a parent would be somebody telling me, this is what you need and this is what you're getting. 
without the, here's why your child needs it, or here's what to expect of this treatment, is it going to hurt? That's a question I ask myself every time my child needs something. Is it going to hurt? Is it going to impact their ability to play sports? Is it going to, you know, all of those, but what if questions? So I've tried to answer all of those and bring that to parents because I don't know about you, but I hate looking and feeling stupid. <laughs> and there are times I hesitate to ask questions because I'm like, what are they going to think if I ask this? Shouldn't I have already <laughs> known this? Um, that has been my goal. Wow. Wow. This is wonderful. We, we And we're going to highly encourage everybody, you know, uh, buy this book. And I know you'll share with us here shortly where we can, where they can download or go to Amazon, I presume, or if there's any other place on your website, like you said, we're coming towards the, the end of the show, uh, Dr. Sonny. And I would like to spend the next like, you know, minute or two where you could share with the audience, like, you know, a little bit, how can they get in contact with you? What, maybe where, you know, where they can find out more information, where they can buy the book or anything else that you'd like to provide them? Yeah. So I practice in Houston, Texas. Uh, it's not uncommon for patients to travel to come see us. That being said, if you have a provider around you, I highly encourage that. Um, I am very accessible on social media. My Instagram handle and on Facebook is Healthy Sleep Revolution. Um, there's always somebody on social media, be it me, my team, we're constantly answering questions. There's a ton of information on our websites as well. The office website is dasanidentistry.com. And um, my personal website is magnadasani.com. Download for the book is available on magnadasani.com, also on thetiredchild.com. Um and then the book is available on Amazon. We have links on the website as well. And like I said, audible version. I just have to find enough hours on in the day to record that. <laughs> or maybe there, there are people who could do it for you. I had somebody do my book that that was wonderful. So you can just have to find a female uh, voiceover that does does that well, unless you want to do it yourself. <laughs> right. There's a thought. Yes. <laughs> well, Dr. Sonny, we are at the end of the show. I, I want to thank you personally for taking the time out of your, your, your busy schedule of dentistry, being here with us here today to service in this such an important area that, that cannot be overlooked anymore. And again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And listeners, we want to thank you each and every week joining us here at Sustainable Success. Again, we are committed to your success, not only in the area of business in your career, but also for personal well-being, relationships. We look at you know uh, success as holistic point of view from what, everything aspect of your life. So again, use this information and use it in a way that's going to help you to move forward. And again, we highly encourage you to reach out to Dr. Dasani to take her up on the offer for her book, and reach out for more information if any reason sleep apnea may be affecting you or people that you know close to you. Till then, everybody, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next Thursday at 12 noon East Coast time. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.